If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Psalm 40. Uh, Part of the reason we're doing the Psalms is uh, we want to let them speak to our hearts. They're poetry. And they're they're meant to be an expression of of the relationship with God, but the the, the ups and downs of real life. We started with Psalm 16 and uh, what we discovered in Psalm 16 is that what you worship defines you. In Psalm 19, on the first night of the camp, we found that we all are living in God's world and grounded in His universe. On, on the morning of the church camp, Psalm 23, this incredible psalm, that in God we lack nothing that he is our company in the dark places and there's an incredible future we've got to look forward to. Psalm 27 on the Sunday morning, it's about what, what you focus on. And uh, Psalm 32, it's about the grace and forgiveness of God. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we looked at Psalm 33, our hope being in God. And last week, we said that even in the darkest moments of your life, when everything feels like it's falling apart, you can still reach for God in that darkness. What we're going to do now, as we look at Psalm 40, is I'm just going to read it. Uh, and as I read it, there's going to be a, a slide that comes up. And what I would, love you, I would love you to do is to listen and see if there is a word or a phrase that speaks to you. Sometimes it's good just to sit under the Word and let it speak to us. So I I invite you to... And if you've got a phone, then we'd love you to scan the QR code that's about to come up on the screen. There it is. And and write down the word or the phrase that stands out to you. And then at the end of that, we'll actually all get to see which other things stood out for each other. And if you're at a table with somebody else... Uh, who hasn't got a phone and they'd like to say something, you might be able to write it down for them. But let's just let's now engage with and listen to Psalm 40. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and he heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire, He set my feet on a rock and he gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who doesn't look to the proud to those who turn aside to false gods many lord my god are the wonders you've done the things you've planned for us no one can compare with you were i to speak and tell of your deeds they would be too many to declare sacrifice and offering you did not desire 
but my, my ears you have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. Then I said, here I am, I've come. It's written about me in the scroll. I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. I proclaim your saving acts in the great assembly. I don't seal my lips, Lord, as you know. I don't hide your righteousness in my heart. I speak of your faithfulness and your saving help. I don't conceal your love and faithfulness from the great assembly. Do not withhold your mercy from me, Lord. May your love and faithfulness always protect me. For troubles without number surround me. My sins have overtaken me and I just can't eat. There are more hairs of my head heart with me. Be save me, Lord. All who want my life be put to shame can make all desire be turned back in disgrace. May those who me ha appalled at their own, but all who speak rejoice and be glad in you. May those who long for your saving help always. The Lord is great. For me, I'm poor and needy. May the Lord think that you, you are my deliverer. You are my, my do not delay. One day, Look, some of the phrases that have stood out to people. Not we've had 19 responses so far. It's interesting. Patience is the biggest thing. Now, 25 responses. That was quick. The Lord is great. A firm place to stand. Sometimes it's really good just to let the Bible speak to you rather than trying to work it out too much. As you reflect on that, I'm actually going to play a two-minute clip now from. A band I really like. They've I've, ever since I was in high school, uh, I used to listen to this this band, and and the people who are regularly part of our church laugh because they know I always try and work in some kind of U2 reference somewhere. Um, but this is a song that it took me a while to work out what it was about. This is a song that was simply called Forty, and I thought, why would you call a song Forty? We'll see if you can work it out as you hear you too.
There you go. If you... 40. Um, now, uh, Isaac, what were those three words again? Dairatan. Bokanu. Prabhu. Dairatan. I've got a long way to go. <laughs> Please be patient with me. Um, the psalm starts, and I really encourage you to have your Bibles handy. The notes, the sermon notes are available in the Version Bible app. If you've got that on a device, you can just find Citywide. If you open that, it'll pop up. Uh, and we've also got paper versions of the sermon notes available at both campuses. The psalm starts by saying something that many of us are not good with. I waited patiently for the Lord. Our culture is not good at waiting. We're not very good at waiting. We want what we want now. And even when it comes to our relationships with God, it can be a real challenge because we, 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 we want God to show up and do things quickly. We want Him to work around our lives Right up front, what we need to say is if you want to have a relationship with God, you actually need to learn to wait patiently. If you don't create space in your life to actually talk to God, it's pretty hard to have a relationship with God. And that's really challenging because we live in such a busy world and everywhere we go we have these little devices that beep and buzz at us and try and take our attention away from things. So right up front, I reckon the, the first line of Psalm 40 is a real challenge. I waited patiently for the Lord. He, tur he turned to me and he heard my cry. And again, I, I love that picture and I'm going to see more of this David isn't just, you know, praying a religious safe prayer. He's crying out. Sometimes if you think you always have to be polite with God, it means you, have to, you can't be honest with God. Sometimes you need to let yourself cry out. God always wants us to be honest. 
God always wants us to be honest. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and he gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. This is the, the core of the U2 song and it's the core of the journey of faith. When Jesus came to the world, he gave the world a new song, a new way of being human. And he gave us a new family. And the central question of your life is, are you going to live your life from an old song or his new song? The central question of your life is, is the, your history, your upbringing, your family, the, the messages you had as a child, your culture, is that going to determine your song? the song you sing with your life or are you going to be singing Jesus' new song? His new song is a song of freedom. He says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. His new song is a song that lets you be who you were always created to be. And he himself says, who I am and my teaching is like a rock. And you can, if you like, choose to build your life based on the old song. But in Matthew, he says, Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Jesus is our firm place to stand in two different ways. The first and most important way is that Jesus is the only path to eternal life. And that if you are willing to give up your life for him and say, Jesus, I don't want to sing the old song anymore. I want to sing your song. You know what? He comes into your life and you're on the adventure with him. That's what repentance is. But that's just the start of repentance. The other side to repentance is he also says, I've said some things. I've done some things. And I want you to live your life on the basis of my teaching. And as you do, you'll find it's like building your house on a rock. I'm going to tell you to love your enemies, love your neighbours. I'm going to tell you not to let money run the show. I'm going to tell you a bunch of stuff that the, the old song will want you to ignore. The world out there will want you to ignore. And Jesus is saying, no, sing a new song. That's the heart of this psalm. David goes on and says, he just names, he says, 
Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who doesn't look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. At the, the core, this is it. Who do you trust? Who do you trust? Do you trust your bank account? Do you trust your family? Do you trust your looks? <laughs> Who do you trust? Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. Now, David now gets a bit personal. He says, Many, Lord my God, are the wonders you've done, the things you've planned for us. None can compare with you. Were I to speak and tell of your deeds, they would be too many to declare. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but my ears you have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you didn't require. It's interesting, we will miss this in the English, but in the, um, in the Hebrew... The, the, what is the first two offerings he mentions there, where he says, uh, sacrifice and offering you did not require. Uh, they're, the, they're the kind of the good offerings, the offerings just to, that are celebrating who God is. And then the, the ones after that where he says, the burnt offerings and the sin offerings, they're the ones that you have to give if you've done dumb stuff. If you, if, they're, they're, they're the result of sin. And so what he's saying is, Neither the good offerings or the, or the ones that deal with sin, they're not the things you actually need from us. He says, what you've done is you've opened my ears. At the, the, the core question for you isn't how much you sacrifice for God. That's religion. Religion says, I'm going to do A, B, C, D in order to get into heaven or get God to do what I want for you know I, I'm going to do all the right stuff I'm going to offer the right things I'm going to look the right way do say the right things I'm going to do the right stuff in order to get God to like me no we see the psalmist here and this is what Jesus says to us now I just want you to listen life comes through Jesus not from you working hard it doesn't come through sacrifice And he says, here I am. I've come. It's written about me in the scroll. I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. It's not actually clear which scroll that the psalmist is talking about here. It's not, but what is clear uh, is that in the, the words of God written down, he's found his story. Some people, particularly people who are, are not yet Christians, but even Christians who've been around for a while and feel a little bit distant, find it, really find it hard to read the Bible. Like it feels like a distant kind of thing. I, I remember as a young bloke just thinking, this is so boring. 
it's interesting for me now because I, I really love reading the Bible. I've been on a, I've been on a personal journey. Where, and why do I love reading the Bible? Because like David, I, can say, I, I see my story. I see me in the Bible. I see myself written in the scroll is what he's saying. As you open yourself, if you get to a point where you can say, yes, Jesus, I want, you, I want your way of life, then what happens is the Holy Spirit gets to work and the Word of God is living and active, sharper than a double-edged sword. And you'll find that gradually verses start to make sense and things jump off the page. And it's amazing how you can read the same thing over and over again and almost like you're reading it for the very first time as, as a thing saying, was that there before? Have you, have, you ever, have you had those kind of experiences? But it's, I don't think you will never get to the end of the depth and breadth of the meaning in the Bible. But you do need to have your ears opened by the Holy Spirit. It's not, you can't work it out. I, I love that there's good archaeology, there's good history behind the Bible. They, in the past few weeks, they've just discovered some more uh, evidence for stuff, stuff in the Old Testament. I, I love uh, that we have the, the New Testament is by inc- hundreds, it's hard to describe how much better attested the New Testament documents are than any other ancient document we have. We have thousands of ancient documents referencing the, the, the New Testament literally thousands anyway but it but it's not you won't get to jesus by working it out it's it's good to know that the the data and the history and all that sort of stuff's there but data and history don't save you only jesus saves and so as you open yourself to Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit, suddenly you're able to say like, David, I, I see myself in the Word. And I, I want to do what you want to do, God. I, I, re, I want, in your life, I want to do what you want to do. That's what, and that's really, that, that is what Jesus means when he says, seek first the kingdom. Seeking first the kingdom is seeking first God's will. Because the kingdom is where the king's in charge. That's what David is saying here in verse 8. Now, verse 9, I proclaim your saving acts in the great assembly. I don't seal my lips, Lord, as you know. I don't hide your righteousness in my heart. I speak of your faithfulness and your saving help. I don't conceal your love and faithfulness from the great assembly. A couple of things that you won't pick up from the English, the word there, proclaim, uh, that can be used lots of different ways, but in, in Hebrew, the word there always means good news. Always, if the word there, I proclaim your saving act, he's saying, I'm going to tell people about how good you are, God. It's interesting that the word that the NIV translates, saving acts, is probably better translated righteousness. It's not just about what God does for me, his saving acts, it's about who he is, is what he's saying. I'm going to tell people about who you are, is what the psalmist is saying. 
I'm not going to shut my lips. And it's interesting, he's saying, I'm going to tell people in the great assembly. You notice the assumption David makes here is he's joining with other people in worship. We have a disease in the Western world that is called individualism that says it's all about you and I, at, at no point in the New or Old Testament do you get this picture that, it's, that our faith is meant to be a solo game. The, the assumption here is he's in a great assembly, he's, he, the, he's having fellowship and one behind me is the, both the Nepalese and the English words for share. We are on a journey as a church to be community. We, it's not easy because if you notice, people are different. They think differently. It's, it's complicated and sometimes they even speak different languages. Like It's complicated. But that's the church is meant... You know, Jesus' prayer for us is that we would be one. So David assumes that. He assumes you haven't, you're in relationship. And can I encourage you? Keep pushing forward into relationship. Don't hold back. You need fellowship. And you'll see what he's saying here. And this is, you know, I will proclaim, I will speak. There are a lot of people who don't feel comfortable in public speaking. Don't, don't, if, you, if you were to get them up and say, oh, do, do a sermon, they'll run a million miles. But we all have a sermon to give, whether we use words or not. We all have a sermon to give, whether we use words or not. Here, this is... Our strategy for changing Hobart, for reaching Tassie, for making a difference in Nepal isn't complicated. It's this, that there are a, a bunch of people who love Jesus enough that people are asking them, why are you different? What is it about you? How come you are so hopeful? We get that strategy from the book of Peter where he says, in your heart, 1 Peter 3.15 Revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. So what does that mean? Well, it means that if we're not very hopeful, people aren't going to ask us you know, about the hope we have, are they? But as you hang out with Jesus more and more, you discover... Life is fantastic and, it, and even in the dark, dark moments, He is with you and your hope can be in Him. If your hope is in something else, if it's in your bank account or if it's in your looks or if it's in your family or in your finances, whatever, in your education, your hope will be dashed eventually. But if your hope is in Him, you can be hopeful in all circumstances. I, I miss Pete. Um, what was... 
for those who don't know, a special man is, um, isn't with us anymore. Peter Clark is an important part of our church family. And what, as the doctor was telling him uh, about the diagnosis, he said to him, do you always respond like this? <laughs> because Pete had hope. He knew where his hope was. His hope wasn't in living forever. If your hope is in living forever, I've got bad news for you. Pete knew where his hope was. And for all of us, we need to know where our hope is based. It is based, and David makes it clear. He says, let's talk about the, where our hope is. It is in a God who is faithful, who saves, who loves and who is righteous. That's where our hope is. That's what David says. But then David hits a point of honesty. I don't know, can you relate to this? It says, God... Um, don't withhold your mercy from me. Lord, may your, your love and faithfulness almost, always protect me. And then this, for troubles without number surround me. My sins have overtaken me and I cannot see. They're more than the hairs of my head and my heart fails within me. For the Hebrew people, the heart is not just the, the, the thing that puts blood around your body, it's where your will is, it's the centre of who you are as a person. And for a Hebrew person to say, my heart fails, they're saying, I don't know how to make decisions anymore. I don't know what's right or wrong anymore because my sins have taken over everything and I just feel lost. I don't know where to turn. I don't know what is right or wrong anymore, is what he's saying. Have you ever had moments like that? Where it just feels like, God, I, just, I don't even know if you're there anymore. I just don't know where to turn. Part of the reason we're looking at the Psalms is the Psalms are honest. The Psalms are honest. There's a great little video of Bono talking to um, Eugene Peterson, the author of the, me of the message, the translation of the Bible. Uh, and Bono says, one of the things I worry about is sometimes Christian songs can feel a bit like a lie. <laughs> like everybody's, it's always happy, cheery, but life isn't always happy and cheery. <laughs> life is sometimes painful. And the Psalms capture the pain as well as the joy. That's what's so important about it. Because we need, if we feel like in order to be a Christian, we have to ignore the pain and the darkness in our lives, then we end up cutting off who we are. Jesus didn't ignore that stuff. And he doesn't, he doesn't, Jesus never wants us to lie. But he wants us to know where our hope is in the darkness. It 
it's all like one of the things about, I think every day you, you have a question that you have to answer and every minute of every day almost, there is an old song you will retreat to, the song of your histories, the song of your fears, there's an old song. And sometimes that old song gets so loud you just can't hear Jesus' new song anymore. And it's at that point you need to say, God, I need help. Christians need to repent too, you know that? We need to keep coming back because sometimes we get lost, don't we? We get lost in the old songs. We need to come back to hear Jesus' new song. It's interesting. Um, You'll see that verse Psalm 40, verse 13 to 17 is exactly word for word, almost. There's one word that's different. Psalm 70. It's the same psalm. Let's say Psalm 40, the end of Psalm 40 is Psalm 70. And, and it's kind of the way back. It's, it's, it, when you get lost, the first thing you need to be able to do is be honest. And say, be pleased to come save me, Lord. Come quickly, my Lord, help me, mate. All, and, and then it's interesting, David says, all the bad people out there that are making, can you sort them out, God? Part of us would be wanting to say, no, you can't say that things like that. See, God's big enough. And, and then he, David finishes by saying, All who, may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May all, those who long for your saving help always say the Lord is great. You can see what he's saying. God, I know this is true and I want this to be true. It doesn't feel true for me yet, but I'm saying that as though it is true. Then he says, but as for me, I'm poor and needy. May the Lord think of me. You are my help and my deliverer. You are my God, do not delay. Sometimes we have to face the fact we just don't have the answers. Can you pass me the communion cup? We, we, sometimes we, we have to face the fact we just don't have the answers. We're going to, in a minute, uh, Robin's going to lead us in one final, final song. We have uh, here at Lena Valley and at Mornington these little cups uh, they've got a wafer that you have to take the top off and then the, the cup has the, the juice in it. The reason we do this on a regular basis is Je- Jesus said to, but also we need to have moments where we repent. You see, this isn't it true this week there have been times where the old song has taken over for you, where you've lost sight of the new song. Jesus actually says of the the juice we're about to partake, he says, this is the blood of the new covenant, the new relationship, the new song. We are invited 
into life through him. But sometimes the worries of this life, Jesus says, the deceitfulness of wealth and even the desire for other stuff come in and take away the life and choke the life from us. So we need to to take the time to stop and say, Jesus, what are you saying? And, And if you can just imagine, bring to your mind all the times this last week where the old song has come up and taken over. I'd love to, you to know, imagine now laying those moments at the foot of his cross and knowing you have a firm place to stand. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. You have a firm place to stand. So I'm going to invite you, as as we come, on the night before he was betrayed, Jesus took a bit of bread and he said, look, you couldn't do it on your own. You can't give enough sacrifices. You don't have what it takes. What it does take is my body. My body will be broken for you. And I need you to remember this. Because there's going to be lots of times when the old song will want to come back and take you away. So, just invite you to, to stop and think about all those times where in this last week the old song has come up. And as we come to eat this bread, no, this bread means the old song doesn't have to win. Let's eat together. Jesus said this is the blood of the new covenant this is the firm rock on which you can stand so I've come that you might have life and have it to the full let's pray Jesus we acknowledge that too often we stuck singing an old song and you invite us to sing your new song. Thank you for your blood given for us that meant that we can we can enter fully into your life. As you invited us to, Jesus, help us have the courage to look at the parts of our lives that are still looking like an old song and help us Make the choice to build our life on your rock. I pray that for all of us, each week we'd be a bit more like you, a bit less like the old song. 
We need your help. We acknowledge this, Jesus. Amen. Let's drink together. So as we come to the end of the service, Robin's going to lead us in one last song. I encourage you to be come back and read Psalm 40 again and see which parts of it stand out to you. But always remember, there is a new song and the old song doesn't have to run the show. Let's stand and sing together.